the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's just approach Him in prayer, can we? Heavenly Father, what a great honor it is for us to be able to come to you tonight by the way of prayer. We realize prayer was that communication line that was given to us specifically after the fall. Adam didn't need to pray, as it were, in the Garden of Eden because you were there visibly every day. But prayer, answered prayer, must contain the very great important element of faith. So unlike Adam, most of us have never seen you. We've never heard, many of these people here have never ever heard your audible voice or seen even a visible form of you. So when we close our eyes and bow our heads, we do not call upon an image. We do not call upon a piece of stone or wood, but an invisible God. So it requires faith to believe that you do hear us. Lord, we ask tonight that you would just help us. Our needs are many, and we say that often. But yet, Father, we do it not only to say how many needs we have, but to be able to testify that you are greater than all of our needs put together. So we are not coming tonight to a God that has no power, no revelation, no resurrection, no hope. We are approaching you tonight, Father, because we know you love us and you care for us. And you told us to ask for many things and ask for great things. So tonight we're asking. And not only are we asking, but we are believing. Father, you see this handkerchief that I have in my hand. Lord, you know the sister that it's, that it's for tonight. God, I'm just asking you in the name of Jesus. You see the needs, Lord, in our body. You see the circumstances in our home and just the several different requests concerning it. We join our faith tonight, Father, in asking you, that you would move by your great, great power. As we try to open the Word and speak of those things which we have been taught, we pray tonight that you would help us. We know that anyone schooled enough would be able to pull back the pages of a Bible or open an iPad and be able to read verses of Scripture. But we believe it takes the Spirit of God to anoint us and help us. Help me tonight that I can be an oracle of the living God. Shut my mouth to anything that would displease you. Open my mouth to those things which are your divine will. But Lord, what good would that do if you don't open their hearts? So open their hearts as well. Speak to us tonight, Father, from your greatness we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, God bless you. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? What a privilege it is for us to be gathered together once again. Let's turn tonight, if you would, to St. John chapter 3, verse 19. We've been speaking about getting in the Spirit, and uh, 
I think that's what we all need is to be able to get into the Spirit, the right kind of Spirit, of course. The Spirit of God is what we want to get into. A lot of folks get into the spirit of the preacher, spirit of Laodicea, spirit of competition, spirit of the world, but we know all of that where it leads us to. But we want to get into the spirit of God. Let's read St. John three nineteen. Now these are not the words of a man that can be debated. This is not a pastor. This is not an evangelist. But these are the words of God himself. You have a red letter Bible, you know that. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. And this is the reason why. Because their deeds were evil. Men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Now what you notice it. He doesn't even say they have to hear it first and then they turn it down. It's just automatically in them. You see, when it's all said and done, really, friends, it's, it boils down to we are reflecting our inheritance where we are from. If we are from the above world, then we reflect the nature of that world. If we reflect the netherworld or the land that is beneath us, then that's where we reflect. No matter how much we think we're from heaven. So what we are doing is actually reflecting our inheritance. And our inheritance originates from where our home is. So this is why some people will never accept light. And it's also why some people can never turn it down. It's because they are reflecting. And Jesus sums it up in these verses. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh he to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. So we're not talking about people that are in temporary darkness because every person here was there. So if you're just in darkness and you can't come to the light, why did he ever come to the world then? So we're not talking about people that are caught temporarily suspended in that darkness, but people who are actually from that darkness. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. Now, we think in our minds, my goodness, how in the world can you even do truth without light. But you see there again, he's speaking not only of what people are doing in time, but their destiny and their home. But he that doeth truth cometh to light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. Let me read to you now from Baum and Gilead. Our spirits have been born from above in that land where we come from. In that land where we come from. The nature and the habits of that land is holiness, cleanliness, godliness. If the spirit of that land moves into us, 
then this land is strange to us. How many can say amen to that? Now, if the spirit of that land where we come from, you see, this is the key of defining the moments that you were in this world, but you were not actually of it. This is why that while you were in it, you catered to darkness. You loved it. You fed on it. You enjoyed things that you did when you were in the world, but there was another part of you that longed for something else. That was the part that came from the land of light. But it was here, shadowed in such darkness that you couldn't do anything about it. But he says, if the spirit of that land moves in to us, then this land is strange to us cause your soul and your spirit motivate you. Now remember that the soul is the nature of your spirit. So when you become a new creature in Christ Jesus, what happened? That old soul, as he tells us in 1952, 1957, several different places, that old saying just died and you got a new nature of your spirit so it wasn't that you made up your mind i'm going to do better i'm going to be a better person i'm going to try to live a better life if you're truly born again you got a new nature which is the nature of your spirit is your soul now, I like what he says in Souls in Prison now. Now, the mind that was in Christ Jesus is in every believer. There is the soul. The mind that was in Christ Jesus is in every believer. There is the soul. So why will some people never come to the reality of the new birth? Now, millions will think they are. Millions will think they're actually under the blood, but they could not be under the blood and ever go through the tribulation period. How could you be under the blood and the blood declare that you are sinless, that you are more innocent than a newborn baby, and that same blood allow you to ever go through the tribulation period. But the prophet tells us the mystery of that is they think they're under the blood. But in question answer 64, he also goes on to say that they deny the way to the blood, which is by the word. Now, what most Christians of this age believe is the mystery of the blood. They identify basically with the chemistry that come out of the body of the Lord Jesus on the cross. So when you think blood, they think red. They think, you know, the blood oozing out of his body. And we know that that was absolutely necessary. But to them, that's what they identified. As I heard a song today, and they were singing just one drop of blood. Well, that may be a symbolism, a euphemism as we call it, but in reality, that is not the way that it happened. 
None of us actually were ever washed by the literal chemistry of the blood. But the chemistry was taken up on the altar of God, but the life was released out of the chemistry. So it's not that we are looked upon as every one of us having a drop of blood. Totally impossible. There was not enough blood in the body of the Lord Jesus for that to happen. But it was a symbol of purification that was identified on the altar of God, holy and acceptable. That he might sanctify those of his own house. Because remember the blood was identified on the doorposts and on the lintel. And we know the prophet says because on the doorpost was the family name. So when the name of the Lord Jesus, which was the human name of God, was splashed with the creative blood of God, then the entire family of God was identified under the blood. This is why I don't have to paint blood on my house or your house or your apartment or where you live. But what's important is that we are in the family of God, then if we're in the family of God, the blood is on the door. That's right. And it's not on any church door. And it's not on any preacher that you're able to shake his hand and get you through the door, but it's on the door to the house of God. That we are baptized into the house or the family of God by one spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. For by one spirit, we're all baptized into that one body. Then if we're in that, then the prophet said, if the spirit of that land moves into us, then this This land is strange to us because your soul and your spirit motivates you. It makes you what you are and you'll never be able to join churches and get that out of you. You'll still be a church member and make fun of people who preach against such immorals. So a person can be a Christian, so-called. They can belong to church. They can read their Bible. They can know their Bible better than you and I do. And yet they would make fun of this message. They would make fun of preachers who preach it and yet sing songs about about the blood and they're denying the very roadmap to the blood which is the word and they will stand there said to say and be condemned at the day of judgment now watch this so what we want to look at then is that every person on the earth today is under the influence of some sort of spirit and we know that we are living in a world right in the middle of these spheres or dimensions and there's three above us and three below us and here we are suspended in this one called time. Now, in time are many, many things. There's many, many spirits that are around us. We know that there's the three realms down below us, and that is the demons and those penetrable by evil forces and Satan himself. Above us are the three realms of the righteousness of God. And then here we are living in the middle. Every day we are uh, constantly bombarded by the powers that are above us or the powers that are beneath us. Then we have our own old flesh and how weak it is and rotten and no good. So we're bombarded here. We're bombarded here. And here we are in the middle and we're actually bombarded by ourselves many times as well. And all of that is the great warfare that we find ourselves into. Yet on the inside of us is the deposit from 
from this land that we just read about. Now that puts us in a very odd state because the people of the world are very much at home. Every day that goes by, the people of the world are getting in the momentum of the anointing of the last days. And it's evident, we're able to see it. I've just been looking here on the last few days. I was looking at it actually whenever the war, the conflict was going on between Israel and Hamas. But since the uh, ceasefires has been holding for now, well, how many ever days it has been, I found it amazing to see that how many anti-Semitic casualties have been inflicted around the world. In Britain alone, 440% increase of attacks on the Jews. In America, some 70-some percent, you probably saw the video clip of a 29, 28-year-old, 29-year-old, something like that, uh, there in, right in New York, being kicked, being hit, being stomped, uh, all over synagogues, all over America, even uh, getting so bad that our lawmakers are wanting to m- make laws and things. Now, what does it show to us? It shows that people are getting under the spirit of the tribulation period. Even though the tribulation is not here yet, but that spirit is prevalent. You see the very same thing that moved on Eichmann and Hitler and all of those people to kill the Jews. They, those people died and there's hardly any of them left, but the same demons that anointed them are still right here today. But what is the peculiar thing about it is that many of the Americans, they don't even know anything about the Jewish history. Many of them are so spiritually ignorant. They don't know anything about the Palestinian history. But how are they getting under this influence? Because of their smartphones and the, the place where they get their news from. So if you've got left-leaning news agencies and that's all you hear and you do not follow it up and try to balance it out with another side of the story, then all you hear is that Israel kills so many civilians, and they kill so many children, and they kill so many innocent people, and what does that do? It shapes a mindset. Then those people, when they see somebody with a little skull cap on, or they see somebody with a little curly things on the side, they rage within themselves, because they have heard all these newscasts, and they saw the pictures of the little girl that was drug out from under the building and the Palestinian authority. Don't you understand? They do that on purpose. It is a part of propaganda. You see, they will constantly put their missile launchers right in the midst of children's hospitals and children's schools. They will put their missile launchers right in the middle of a residential area and so that if Israel or anyone else will bomb them, then what will they do? They will use all of that and they'll show it on TV. Then what does that do? That turns and shapes the minds of ignorant people that don't know the full truth. And they only look at this and that's what they feed on and that's where they get their source of information and then that raises this hate inside of them and what's it doing? It's getting them ready for the tribulation period. 
That's right. Now, watch, but then that there's not always, you know, that, that aspect itself is not a bad principle. It just depends upon what you feed on. It can be the same way with you and I. We can feed on things, now, no matter what your news source is. Uh, some of you may have this one or that one. I won't name any names. And if you're not careful, you'll become one-sided, so one-sided in what you're hearing, and that particular news place or news reporter, they may not tell the other side of the story. And I'm sure you feel like I do. You don't know who to believe about news anyway. They're the biggest bunch of liars that probably ever lived on the earth because it is such a lying, deceitful age. But there's one place you can still get your news, and it's always the truth, and that's the Bible. Is that right? So all of this then is pointing in a direction that will be able to shape the minds of people. Never before have people's minds been able to be shaped so rapidly by international events. I can imagine if this had been 100 years ago and this war would have taken place in, in Gaza and Israel. My goodness, it would have been months and months or maybe even years before we would have ever seen pictures of it or heard anything about it. But now we'll social media and you see the way I do everybody packs a smartphone anything that goes on cops pull somebody over everybody pulls out their smartphone everybody's got their smartphone you know what church folks have started doing the same thing church people coming to church yeah you just mark it down and remember you heard it from a Kentucky nobody that don't know anything it'll come to pass the church people being corrected by a deacon will drag out their smartphone and video the conversation and it shows that people are being shaped so much by this stuff going on that they want to be able to defend themselves so-called and prove their point not realizing the damnable side of that is that you then people are only portraying part of that story. Now a person may video a certain thing going on, you know, and whatever it might be, but there might be something else going on on this side right here that is not in their view and they're not going to let you see that. Now you're thinking, no, I saw the whole story. No, you didn't. You only saw that iPhone version 11. That's what you saw. You didn't see this person standing over here, that one over there. And then people begin to form their opinion and they get so inflamed and they get so violent that you imagine that even the left in America, not the extreme left, but the left in America are appalled. The left are appalled by all the anti-Semitic things that are going on just this last week, thousands times thousands times thousands of the words Hitler was right was posted on Facebook on Instagram, on all kinds of things, but of course, they never took it down. Oh no, we believe in freedom of speech, do we, you serpent? You only believe in the freedom of speech that you want to give freedom to. Now, I ain't talking to you, I'm talking to these serpent heads over these companies. Now, you imagine people saying Hitler was right? kill six million Jews alone, plus the Russians and all the others that was killed during World War II, and no doubt some of you, I know some of our brothers was there in that war, and they would dare say Hitler was right. How could anyone in the right mind make such a statement? They're not in the right mind. 
but they are shaped by the source that they draw the media from. So as they contemplate, and they contemplate, and they look at videos, and they read newspapers, and they look at this newscast and that one, it is shaping them, and they are being changed into what they hear and what they see. Now, if you hear hatred and you read hatred, what's it going to breed inside of you if you don't have the Holy Ghost? It's going to breed hatred. Well, praise the Lord. So as we on the other side, we look also, but we should not feed. Now, I'm not telling you not to keep up with the news and not for you to be informed. I think we should do that. But I do not think that we should feed on it so much that our spirits are constantly down and we are wore out and we never have no time for the Bible. We never have no time to listen to tapes because we're constantly reading Fox News and CNN and NBC and all the rest of that stuff. My goodness, if you listen to that stuff, you'll be so low, I don't think a ton of dynamite could get you off the ground. We need to know the things that are going on of current events, but we need also to keep our spirit fortified so the things we're hearing from the negative side don't wipe us out. If we don't, we'll be children of God, my, that's ready to meet the Lord Jesus, but we'll be so weighted down with the things of this world. Now, let's read this scriptural principle, which I believe is where Satan is getting this out from. And Paul in 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, Satan knows that impersonation and being able to infiltrate people's minds and their spirits. Now, he broke into this principle of God many, many years, of course, before Paul wrote this, but it must have made it more real as Satan found out by the New Testament by being able to project a thought with a spirit, that spirit will carry it much farther than just a dead letter of a word. So demons are dispatched and have been down through the ages, but especially in this age, because the prophet tells us that the lid has been torn off of the kettle and demon powers are streaming in every direction. Now we know those ecclesiastical spirits that were released against the Jews have been released against the bride in the spiritual sense. Is that right? Now why don't they have death camps for us? They would if they could get by with it. And you know who would be running some of them? Former message people. That's right. Some of those on YouTube, they would be the generals. They would be the commandants because they hate us worse than any other religious group there is. Well, I'm going to go ahead and preach with or without you. So what should you and I as the children of God in this age, and I realize we all have such an onslaught day in and day out with so many things that tries to occupy our minds. And as I said before, all of those things are not necessarily sin. They are not wrong, but it is just the busyness of life and the issues in our families, our loved ones, our friends, sons, daughters, grandchildren, whatever more. And as the people of God, we cannot 
not be a loving, caring people without being concerned about things that concern our family or our friends. Is that right? But there must be a place that God can give us the ability that we can also be able to not only be concerned about the condition of the world and concerned about our loved ones and our families, but also counterbalance that with our own walk with God. And that is that we keep on meditating on him. Well, you're not here tonight for transcendental meditation, but you're here for Holy Ghost meditation instruction. Watch this. Make every word positive, every thought positive. See it. You know the disciples after the resurrection of Jesus, Cleophas and his friend, was on his road down to Emmaus, and as he went around talking about Jesus, thinking about Jesus, he stepped right out of the bushes and walked with them. While they were thinking on, while they were meditating, that's the same way Jesus does today. And my heart on my mind, oh no, all day long, all day long, let me walk with the Lord in the light of his word with the heavenly dove. Let me have fellowship all day long. Now I wonder how many of us are robbed from that. Oh, but Brother Donnie, I've got to work. But I want you to notice, Brother Branham didn't say, except for those of you that work. So there must be a place that even though we work, we go to school, we do all the things that we do, that there must be a place in him where we're able to find that even in the busy schedule that we have in this lay of the same time, there's still time for the Lord Jesus, not once a day, but all day. Notice again, blind Bartimaeus sitting by the gate, perhaps in the sunshine of the direct rays of the Palestinian sun shining on him by the wall. And let's think he was sitting meditating. You know, the way to find God is to meditate on God. So maybe there's people that they've never even thought anti-Semitic thoughts at all. They don't hate the Jews. They're not against the Jews. But one night they're just streaming through their television and all of a sudden they see a little baby or a little child that's pulled out from under a building and Mike's father reaches down and grabs it and holds the child up if you've seen the video clip of it and then you hear the announcer say that the mother was killed and four of the siblings was killed by them mean old Jews because they sent them bombs over there and destroyed them and then you're sitting there you thinking that's what kind of people them Jews are and if you don't know the background that it was not the Jews that fired on Palestine, it was the Palestinians that fired on the Jews. But of course, you don't know that and just say you don't want to know it. Well, then you flip from there and you flip it to another one. And they're showing a different scene. And they're also against the Jews because that is the majority of the world today. As a matter of fact, Ireland was going to meet together and then bring up a proposal to have the ambassador to Israel being dismissed from the country of Ireland. The UN has already trying to bring up war crimes against Israel 
well because they were defending their citizens and their country. Now I wonder if, if Hamas was firing missiles to Washington, D.C., Johnson City, Elizabethton. I wonder how many of our people in America would say, y'all, come on, come on. We're going to pray for you. We're not going to be mean. We're not going to fire. You're out of your mind. You know we wouldn't do that. If one missile landed in them on the White House, why we'd be bombing them, there wouldn't be enough left to bury time we got done with them. Well, if it's right for us, why ain't it right for Israel? I'll tell you why it ain't right for Israel, because they're Israel. Now, if you'll parallel Israel and you'll look at the bride as Israel is being persecuted and hated by all nations, so is the bride of Christ. Is that right? Just today I heard where the, one of the great guys of Iran said it was a battle for Jerusalem. That we want Jerusalem. Why? Tell me what title, what claim do they have on Jerusalem? Uh, the Koran does not even mention Jerusalem. Why do they want it? I'll tell you why they want it. They're anointed of the devil. And the devil knows God wants it. So if God wants it, the devil wants it. If God wanted a church, the devil wants a church. If God wants a bride, the devil wants a bride. God wants you to be in happiness and peace and love and the devil wants to torment you and to put you through hell on earth because God loves you that makes him hate you. But excuse me while I address this to him the feelings are mutual. Now listen to this. I know I read this to you before, but it is so good. I thought it was just good to hear it again. You know the way to find God is to meditate upon God. Think of God. David spoke of it, how he would bind the laws on his bedpost and how he would meditate therein day and night. If you notice it as the disciples on the road to Emmaus, that while they were speaking to each other concerning the Lord Jesus, that he stepped right out of the bush and walked with them. And if our minds would be more taken up on God and the things pertaining to God, it would be so much easier to live a victorious life in Christ. How many wants to be that kind of Christian? Well, I just told you how to do it. But now the battle is not going to be you believing this is the truth. The battle is you going to be able to train yourself. You being able to train yourself and discipline yourself to believe that this is attainable for you and still living in 2021 with all kinds of pulls on your time. Well, hallelujah. Notice this again and hear you hear. It takes meditation on the Lord to bring him in your presence. So now think about it. You don't have to be down at the altar and all just banging on the altar, screaming and hollering, but just sitting, thinking about him. Just thinking about him, talking to him, loving him. Just, oh, Jesus, how much I love you. Oh, you mean everything to me. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Thank you for 
just everything that you've done. You know what? It might not be appropriate, depending on where you are, for you to even say that out loud because maybe you're at work or maybe you're in a business deal or whatever, but you're just sitting there and in your heart, you're just saying, I love you so much. I just appreciate you so much. You've been so good to me and I can't wait to see you. And all hell may be breaking loose all around you, but yet in your heart, you've got such a peace. <laughs> oh, praise God. Notice this, it's while we think on these things that Christ appears. Then if that is the truth, how many believes that's the truth? Then could you imagine the devil not wanting to do everything he could do to make our minds so consumed every day we get up, all during the day, even at night time when we lay down at night on the bed, many of you can't even sleep. And the reason of it is it ain't that you're not tired. Your mind won't shut off. You lay there and your mind's going, 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 going. And you go from one side to the other. You get on your back and then you get on your side and then you get on your belly. Then you get up. Then you come back down. And what's the whole problem? Your mind is running 90 miles an hour. Well, you know who's in charge of that, don't you? It's the devil. Notice the Bible said if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. I think the reason we don't see no more of it than we do, we got our minds on too many things. I think the angels would still appear to us if we kept our minds upon them. Now, friends, this is the bottom line. Either we believe this is the truth or we think it's just a mere statement of another man. I believe it's the truth. And I believe the reason we don't see more and experience more. It's not because God don't want to. It's just that our minds, our lives, we're so busy, busy, busy. We're in a prison of time. We got our minds on too many things, he said. I think the angels would still appear to us if we would only keep our minds upon them, but we're thinking about something else, and that's where we're going. A certain program we've got to look at, or a certain shopping we've got to do. Notice, he didn't mention smoking. He never mentioned taking LSD. He never mentioned committing adultery by somebody else's wife or husband but just places we're going, or shopping, or things we've got to do. Oh my goodness. Preach, Brother Donnie. Amen, Brother Donnie. Now it works me twice as hard when I have to preach an amen, but somebody's got amen, this is the truth. Now notice this, oh my, certain shopping we gotta do, but our scriptures tell us seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Notice again he said, you know sometimes we'll come to church thinking about tomorrow I gotta do this. Now don't anybody please raise your hand. I wonder how many of you already have been thinking about what you gotta do tomorrow. Uh-huh, you didn't need to raise your hand. I can say it on your face. Some of you don't know it, but you got eye guilty right, right there over your eyes and between your nose. Eye guilty. Now, who's doing that, children? The devil. Now, are you thinking wrong, horrible, sinful things? No. 
But once you get here, the battle really just starts. Then you've got to hone in on the anointing into the gift of God and to see what God's got to say in order to hear it and to be conformed because we've got a news break. And I don't work for CNN. I don't work for CBS. I don't work for Fox. I work for Almighty God. And I am one of his reporters in the last day. And I want to tell you tonight, you're one day closer to the coming of the Lord than you were yesterday. And the world and its history, oh my, is winding up. And my report to you tonight is get ready to leave this world. Oh my. When we come to church, we ought to lay aside every salt and everything of the world and enter into fellowship with Christ and worship, meditating, worshiping in our hearts and giving songs and praises to him, thinking, look friends, he not only tells us what to get rid of, he tells us how to go about doing it. You can't make it no more simple. Open the cake box, tear open the lid, put in two eggs, one sprinkle of salt, do this, that, the other. You ought to have a good cake. My, if we take this and apply it to our life every time we come through them doors, it ought to make a change in who we are. Thinking of his goodness and what he means to us, worshiping in the spirit, singing spiritual songs, making melodies in your heart. Even the Bible said if there's any afflicted, let them sing songs. Oh my goodness, if there's any afflicted, let them sing songs, be happy, be in meditation, always expecting God at any moment to appear to you. Why? Because we become transformed. We actually move from glory to glory. Now, as you come in uh, Wednesday, Saturday, once we resume Saturday, Sunday morning, you are saved. If you have the Holy Ghost, you don't get the Holy Ghost when you walk in that door back there, but you bring it with you. Now, there is a glory of an everyday walk with God. But then God wants us to move into higher glories. Now, there's times that we will have that daily walk with God and we're in a certain place of the glory of God in our lives and then God will pull us up. And whenever he pulls us up the next week and the next one and the next one and the next one, that it is a glory change. And from that point on, we'll never go back down and be what we were before because we have moved from glory unto glory. But then there's certain times that we come into the house of God and the glory of God will fall upon us and we may not run or shout or scream or nothing like that. But the glory of God, the doxa of God comes into our heart and makes something so real to us. Maybe it's a question we've had for years and years and God simply gives us the answer and it just so elevates us and lifts us up and it brings us to a higher crescendo of glory but that glory may not be with you but just three or four or five days and then you'll go back down into that everyday glory so there's many different phases and channels of the glory and sometimes we misunderstand that glory because we think when it comes oh my it's going to be this way from now on no sometimes it's only a temporary spurt of the 
the glory of God to give you a boost of some sort to help you what you're going through. And then God will allow us to be elevated in a higher wall. Myself, that's what I'm looking for. I want a closer walk with God. I want a glory change, don't you? Now, watch this. As Paul deals with this about the power of assimilation, and he said, we all with open face beholding as in a glass or the mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. So a person looking in a mirror and that image reflecting on their face. So a person looking at television, looking at their phone, and they see these images that I just told you about, then what happens to them? They become, now listen to me and listen carefully, they become the image of Hamas. Now think of it. They become on their face. And if you'd be able to watch their face as they watch the way that one-sided newscast is projected, you would see a grimace, you would see a reflection of pain, you would see hatred, you would see all kinds of things. Why? They are being changed into another person that they were not yesterday. And then all of a sudden they're walking down the streets in Brooklyn and they go into the Hasidic area there and they see a Jew and they knock him down and they take a crutch and beat him over the head and they do all kinds of things. Why? It is the power of assimilation. So then why is our nation? Now think of it, friends. I've seen saw several, several newscasts today and they were not of the center and they were not of the right, but they were every one of the left and I chose it specifically that way to see what they are saying. Even the left is torn all to pieces by all the stuff that is going on against the Jews. If the left is torn up, it's bad. Now, why is it? Because the power of assimilation. Even the American Defamation League, their president, oh my, even though they stand much against what the Jews do, but saying it is horrific, horrendous was the words that they are using. Los Angeles, my, you imagine in England, thousands and thousands of people gathering there and they were dressed up in the colors of Hamas and they were saying they were going to destroy Israel. They're going to take the women and do all kinds of ungodly things to their women and they're shouting death chants and this and that. Why? The power of assimilation. Now this is not people that maybe have fed on this for years and years and years and years. But something that is raised. Don't you understand? There is such demonic anointing upon the world that people are assimilating in it so fast. Well if that's so on the bad side what about the positive side? If they are assimilating into such stuff that they probably never thought they'd ever do or say or believe, then what about the saints of God feeding on the unfailing body word? You see, in this side of the glory side, it takes us from glory to glory. So the glory of Christ that is revealed in every age, of course, has changed. And now God wants us to get in the last phase of the glory right before the rapture. So the glory did not start out in its completion or its perfection in the church ages. And it waned and got away as the moon would wane and wax. And the same happened to the glory of God. And the glory went went down to where it was just a little flicker of a light. But God started the Reformation. And the Reformation was not just to bring forth more truths, but it was a great exuberant display of the glory of God. And God desires that glory to be revealed. But on the other side, what is being revealed? Satan and his kingdom. 
What is the glory of Satan? Lies, deceit, death, destruction. Right. So it will be completed in the body as it is in the soul when we move into the body change. But as we look unto Jesus and we look into him as the word reveals him, it changes us as it would an American citizen. And they look at a newscast and they really don't know all the truth, but they come out of that newscast hating Jews, all Jews. Are you going to sit there and tell me you don't need to watch what your kids watch? You're going to tell me you don't need to pay attention to the video games and this and that and the other that you allow your kids to watch and participate in and some of your parents never even check them out? Oh my. Notice this. Brother Bam said, brothers, it's time for us to make footprints. We cannot stay right here in this same camp. The fires are moving. Oh, I love this. The fires are moving on. Let's move on from glory to glory, from Bible experience to Bible experience. Oh, my. From Bible experience to Bible experience, let's unfold and open up our hearts and raise up our hands to God. Keep saying, stay in the Bible. Don't get outside of that. Stay right there. Why? Because we want to move from glory to glory. You see, many folks, when they come to the Lord, they get saved. They never go any farther. That's the only glory that they know. Some to come to sanctification, they never move any farther. The Pentecostals come to restoration of gifts never come no farther. Some of the message people come to the introductory part of God sending a prophet on the earth. They have not moved in 50 years. Oh, say what he said. Say what the tape said. Just believe the tape. Say all that. And that's all they know. That's all the message is. So they just say, say what the tape say. They don't know what the tape say, but that's just the, the words that they like as some type of magical potion. It is not a magical potion. We must move with Bible experience to another Bible experience. Notice again, as the light of the sun changes, the seed from glory to glory, we also become more like him as we live in his presence. Now notice we become more like him as we live in his presence like him, being conformed to his blessed image as we walk with him. Now notice the title of this sermon, The Unveiling of God. Now he preached a counterpart to this in Philadelphia entitled The Mighty God Unveiled Before Us. You take the word and you take the word of God in your heart and you walk into the Shekinah glory. And when you do, it'll bring shoe bread manna. Wow. So you take the glory of God into your heart and you walk right into the presence of God and when you do, it'll bring shewbread manna that's only give for a separated people. The only thing that can eat it, that's permitted to eat it, is just the people that's permitted and knows it. That's us. Paul said here, changing from glory to glory. You see, finally it comes till it's back to its original glory. Now, look, friend, we are not interested in going back to 1906 Pentecost. We want to go back to Acts 2. Praise the Lord. Oh, oh Brother Donnie, I, oh, we're way beyond that. Really? How can you ever get way beyond God? When Brother Bram tells us in 1962, Pentecost is God. 
So that can't be the 1906 version. It's got to be the original outpouring. Now watch this. It's just like a seed of a morning glory. The seed of a flower, it falls into the ground. The seed of corn falls in the ground. What's the first thing that comes up? And a little sprout. Then it goes to a tassel. Then from a tassel back to its original grain. Well, it's exactly what the church has done. It come from Luther to Wesley, now back to the original grain, back to its original glory, back to the glory it was at the beginning. The sun that rose in the east is the same sun that's manifesting the same thing in the west, changing from glory to glory. It changed from the pagan down into Luther, from Luther down into Wesley, from Wesley on into Pentecost, on and on, changing from glory to glory, producing the hidden manna, and now it's right to bring him back exactly as he was at the beginning. His same ministry. Now listen, boy, this right here cuts a lot of the message folks off when you read the latter part of this quote. Same ministry, same Jesus, same power, same Holy Ghost, the same one that come down on the day of Pentecost is the same Holy Ghost that's manifested today from glory unto glory to glory and is back to its original seed with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the same signs, same wonders, same baptism, same kind of people acting the same way. Well, glory. The same kind of people acting the same way. How did they act on the day of Pentecost? Like drunk people. A lot of our message folks act like drunk people that's passed out. They've drunk so much, they've just passed out. So they don't, they don't worship, they don't sing, they don't pray, they don't clap their hands, they just come to church and they pass out in the pew. But you know what? They never come up to Peter and them that day and said, these men are passed out. But they said, these men are drunk. And Peter climbed up to the pulpit, glory to God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We're not drunk like you think we are, hallelujah. This is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass, saith God. Well, we're supposed to have the same kind of people acting the same way if we've got the same baptism of the Holy Ghost with the same signs, the same wonders, the same supernatural from glory unto glory unto glory unto change oh my the same baptism of the Holy Ghost with the same signs oh brother Donnie you only read them quotes because you was in Pentecost I read these quotes because I was in God now let me just be honest with you when I was in Pentecost, I never had this right here. I had emotion, I had screaming, I had anointing. Yes, I did, I had anointing. But I did not have this, Harry. We thought we had that glory, but it was a lot of nonsense. That's a lot of, that's what it was. It was a lot of work up by music and emotion. So if that made me act that way, what ought this original make me act like? Acting the same way with the same power, the Oh, y'all says it too. The same. 
I didn't think we message folks believed in sensations and feelings and emotions. Well, some of us don't, but the believers do. Oh my, the same sensation. It's from glory unto glory and the next, the next will be changed from this glory into a body like his own. Oh, but now wait a minute. We cannot go into that body change unless we are following the successive changes of glory on and on and on. You say you start back here and you want to jump from salvation up here to the rapture. That's the Baptist. That's the church of Christ. That's what many of them want to do. They want to jump straight from salvation right up here to the rapture and go in the body change. That ain't the way it works. You've got to be changed from glory under glory under glory. Bible experience by Bible experience who will go in the rapture I can tell you exactly who's going to go in the rapture I know who they are tonight I know who they are I don't know the individual names but I know who they are it'll be those who follow this pattern right here and they walked in God in one glory till he revealed another then they moved into that they moved from justification to sanctification baptism of the Holy Ghost restoration of gifts Malachi 4 revealing of the word in the end time and what are they doing they're still walking right on to glory and what will the body change be just another phase of that same glory the glory that changed you and made you a new person is the same glory that's going to change your body. Oh, praise the Lord. It's from glory unto glory and the next will be changed from this glory into a body like his own glorious body where we shall see him. Abraham saw the same. Oh, my. Notice John, 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall. Ah, we shall see. We shall see. And when we see, the stage of assimilation will consummate in our bodies. For we shall see him as he is. How is he? Glorified son of God. Glorified humanity and it will seal up our assimilation for we will see him and when he appears, amen, us beholding that image, oh glory to God. Think of it, friends. Every man that hath this hope in him, listen to this, purifieth himself even oh think of this even as he is pure every man that has this hope living in him this is the self sanctification the self talking the self exploits of deity inside of every one of us that have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you have this hope living in you, it makes you purify yourself. Glory be to God. Will I mess up? You will. But it won't take you long to realize you did. And not only will you realize you messed up, but you ask God to forgive you and you'll make that thing right. 
Notice this, 1 John 1, 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, now this is where the majority of Laodicea fits. They say they have fellowship with him, yet they walk in darkness. Ask them about Malachi 4. Ask them many things that we walk in the light of and see what them good people you have such respect for turn into. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, oh my, we, say it with me, lie. Notice, and he didn't say we do not believe the truth, but we do not the truth. Well, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. I've already said, that don't sway me. I want to see how much you do. I believe every word that Bible says. I want to see how you walk. I want to see how you love your neighbor. I want to see how you pray for them to spy for you, so on and so on. It's not those that even quote truth. Those that even say they believe truth. It's those who do the truth. You see, such a one is not really a born again child of God. They are a Christian only by claim. Oh my goodness. Notice in verse seven, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, us with God, God with us, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Not just if you're a church member though. Not just if you say you believe, it's a verb. We must walk in the light as he's in the light. So if he's here and I need cleansing, I must be here by him. But if he moves from here to over there and I stay back here because grandma said this is all right, then he moves over here, I do wrong, I need cleansing, my cleanser left me. I'm not walking with him, which is the only thing that entitles me to the cleansing of his blood. Now notice, the Lord Jesus himself walks in light. Surely you don't think you're better than him. If he walks in light, so if the light progresses, he progresses. If the light stands still, he stands still. If the light moves east, he moves east. If it moves west, he moves west. In order for us to be in fellowship and have total 24 hour cleansing, we must move as he moves. Don't you see why he's against organized religion? He never started one of them, and every time they organized, he moved out. And those who stayed in have no cleansing. And if we organize this message, he will move out of that organizational spirit. Come on. And only those that will be cleansed are those that move with him. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, 
we have fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So what is it? It is a continual progressive motion that we walk in the light. What is it? Again, changing from glory unto glory. So God does this, we follow him. God does this, we follow him. God moves, we move with him. And whenever God does it, we are there because we are constantly responding to the light. Now, Harry sent me a quote here a week or two ago, might be a couple of weeks ago now, from a message he was listening to called the Messiah. Well, I went and started listening to that, still listen to it now. Let me show this with you. Now, we're made up of light meters. Inside of us is cosmic light. Now, that cosmic light is a light that they can take an x-ray with. That x-ray doesn't come from the x-ray light. It comes from your own light. Then if that cosmic light, say, could be pushed to a place to where not cosmic light, but eternal light, God could dwell supremely to do our thinking, do our walking, do our talking, then it's no longer the man. It's God in the man. Help me, Jesus. Anybody else? Help me, Jesus. Notice he goes on to say eternal life is the light of God that dwells in the man. Eternal life is the light of God that dwells in a man. Remember John said, this is the light that cometh into the world. Eternal life is the light of God that dwells in the man. And if he will yield to the spirit, the more he becomes unman, sinner-like, and becomes more godlike. Here, not long ago, they took an x ray of a man praying for a sick man. Readers Digest wrote it up and found out a ray of light coming from one of the men, not all of them. So apparently, there were several that they tried, several men was praying, but light didn't come from every one of them. It come from one man. Now, one man's hands reflected a ray of light when they put a piece of lead foil beneath a man's hand. I guess you read it yourself. In England, they turned the healers, they called them loose, to all the hospitals. There was 80% more healing done by divine healing than medical cures. I say we load up and go to the med center. Walked in one day, we need to visit a bunch of them nowadays. Notice this, Reader's Digest picked it over. That was in Newsweek, and Reader's Digest picked it up and tried it. They found that there is a ray of light when this man sincerely not knowing they were doing it. Now watch, here comes the key. Not trying to make ourselves anything. Let me show you how much God I've got. Oh boy. Notice how he worded this. When this man sincerely, not knowing they were doing it, put his hands upon a man and prayed an earnest prayer, they was putting the x-ray down and found a light coming from his hand. God knew what he talked about when he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
Oh my, we think it's absolutely phenomenal that man has broke into CT scans and the gamma rays and the x-rays. And, <laughs> Peter and Paul and them was doing it 2,000 years ago. Now friends, probably most of us have never even seen it. But it's no doubt, not a doubt in my mind, happened in meetings where you and I were. Probably happened right here before us many, many different times of men of God praying for people that were sick and afflicted and bound. What in the world can go in and be able to cause a tumor to be removed from a woman's body and her go home? Brother Darrell shared the testimony about it and her go home and the thing be totally gone. What is it? Operation by light. Amen. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. All the x-ray does is show you what that it's there. But what does God like? What does his light do? It can sever it from your body and not even leave a scar. Don't you remember the woman going to her and she waited for her healing, waiting for her healing, and the angel of the Lord just made it into that subdivision that morning? Glory to God. Angel of the Lord just made it in visiting her and a friend of hers, and she was up shaking the sheets on her bed trying to find that tumor. Why? God performed light surgery on that woman, that other woman that got up and eat eggs and toast and so on and so on. What is it? The light of God that lives and inhabits the bodies of the saints of God. As the world is becoming more and more dark, if we would be able to look out here with supernatural vision, it would probably scare most of us to death to see the souls of the majority of humanity and such darkness and the depths of sin that they've entered into. But every now and then we'd see a little flicker of light. What are those lights, saints of God, filled with the Holy Ghost? Let's stand together. Oh, praise God. Notice, Brother Ram said, I want to see the church press into that place where it can come like God wants it to be. If we can yield ourselves to be anointed like he was, we become messiahs. Little lights. That's what the church is supposed to be. Lights. Little anointed ones. That's God's church. His standing light is the light of Messiah. Risen Christ in his people. The anointed ones carrying forth his light into all the church ages. Sometimes it almost goes completely out. Then it comes back again, God's anointed one, God's Messiah church. If Messiah means the anointed one and means king, then if the church is anointed by the Messiah spirit, it becomes a lesser but still a Messiah. Because it has his light reflecting his power, reflecting his glory, reflecting his dominion. So it is Messiah. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you tonight a part of the Messiah of the last days. You viewers that are filled with the Holy Ghost are a part. 
saints in China, saints in Africa, saints all over the world, the anointed body, the Messiah. <laughs> oh, how it reflects him in his kingdom, in his domain. The trouble today, we've organized the church to death and we've got organization instead of Messiah light. We've got Russell light, proselyte, and all other kinds of light. But we need Messiah light. That's why we don't want to be Donnie Reagan lights. We don't want to be Branhamites, Tim Pruittites. We want to be Messiah light. But we need Messiah light. What the church needs today, the light of the Messiah. So how do we get it? First we're born again. Then we just keep pouring over his image, his word, and his presence, thinking about him. And instead of reflecting Hamas and getting us a black and white checkered wrap to go around our neck, which are the colors of Hamas, and red and green and white to represent their flag, we represent a risen, resurrected Savior. And we're still telling people, if they want to be free, they can be free. If they want to give up their sinful life, we have a Savior. We're part of His dominion. Amen. Don't you want to be a little Messiah? Now think about what you do, where you go, how you act, how you behave, and ask yourself, am I a little Messiah? Am I a little Messiah? Or am I a little troublemaker? Or am I a little gossiper? Or am I this or that or the other? We will be known by our works. Well, I believe it, I believe it. No, 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 no. I do it, I do it, I do it, I do it. Not just say you believe it, but it manifests itself out of us. Well, all of you cast out devils, you won't. But you can join in with me and pray for me while I cast them out. Amen. Remember Sister Shakarian riding with Brother Branham and his wife and some other people in the car? Said, Brother Branham, I fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed to cast out devils. I still can't do it. He said, you wasn't called to do such. But you're to fast and pray for those who are called to do it. Oh, don't you love him with all your heart? Let's bow our heads. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. I know, Lord, it's, it seems that it's so much harder for us to assimilate the light than it is for the world to assimilate the darkness. Lord, been mentioned about Israel tonight and even the people who have taken the polls and those who have kept up with these things for years, they are so surprised at people's actions, the words they are using. They're even saying these people are deadly and they are dangerous. And the experts cannot understand it. Of course, experts don't poll spirits. 
experts cannot break into that supernatural realm that we are privileged to experience. So we know where it's coming from. Them demons that moved on Eichmann. Those demons that moved on Joseph Minglin and Stalin, Mussolini. Moved on the German surgeons, the Nazis. And they performed all kind of horrible surgeries on the Jews. Before they started cremating them, take their skin and dry their skin and make lampshades out of it. How horrible those demons are just waiting. They know Satan's got a superman. And he will make a covenant with the Jews. But in the, in the middle of it, he'll break that covenant. And when he does, all hell will break loose. The only real powerful ally the Jews have left is the United States. We can already see in Congress and in the Senate the voices crying out against America's love and allegiance to Israel. A few more settings of the sun. Get rid of the old powers in there and get some of these young ones that's anointed straight from the pits of hell. Something will cause this nation to turn. Either she'll be bombed by Russia before all the nations of the earth will gather together in the valley of Megiddo. America will be destroyed before that time, we know. So whether it will be the president or Congress or Senate or will be destroyed by a bomb, America will lose its sway in the UN. Israel will lose its greatest earthly ally. But its greatest earthly ally must come to her knees so that its greatest heavenly ally can come from the heavens. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Then our Lord Jesus will come and fight as all the nations of the earth gather together against Jerusalem. You will stand there on that mount where Carol and I was privileged to stand a couple of years ago, Lord. A couple of times that I've stood there, my mind has went ahead in Zechariah to that scripture when you said you would stand upon that mount and it would cleave and divide. And your children would run into the cleft of the mountain. Praise God. You're going to come out of heaven on a white horse and the armies of heaven are going to follow you. Glory to God. Who is it? His vindication of the resurrection the saints of God in glorified bodies. Putin and all of his missiles and Putin and all of this and that and the other won't have nothing to say against a glorified Holy Ghost army band. Praise God. Lord, we know that that is a further revealing of the glory that awaits your people. So we must be faithful now. Keep us, Jesus. Keep us true. Keep us faithful. Keep us humble. Keep us moving. I pray, Lord God, from glory unto glory until finally 
we see the dead resurrected before us. Granted, I pray, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. All the armies of this world will one day gather. They're going to pass before that great reviewing stand. They're going to beat their swords and weapons into plowshares. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. And the Prince of Peace will give the last command. I'll be glad for that day when King Jesus comes to live with us again. He will show His righteous love to every man. Wars and strife will all be past. There'll be peace on earth at last. When King Jesus comes
sing this little course as you're dismissed tonight. I give myself away. Amen. Let's sing that. Be in, be in prayer for the service. Be in prayer for Brother Donnie. Be speaking uh, this weekend down at Brother David Siler's. Amen. Just remember the service is here as well. Let's sing this as you're dismissed this evening. Oh, I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me, I give myself.